from lovely Maple Grove, Minnesota and SixFootMama.com. This is Still Growing with Jennifer Ebling. Still Growing is a gardening podcast dedicated to helping you and your garden grow. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to Still Growing, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Jennifer Ebling. Well, today's show is just a simple gift from me to you, wishing you a happy Easter, and I was so blessed to make contact with a wonderful columnist out of Georgia. Her name is Lynn Jindusa, and she writes for the LaGrange Daily News, and she's based out of Roswell. And I stumbled on a column that Lynn had written back in November, and I reached out to her on Facebook, which is another reason to love Facebook. You get to connect with people from all over the world. And so I reached out to Lynn and said how much I enjoyed her column, and I wondered if she would be interested in at some point coming on the show and reading one of her wonderful stories. And this past Friday, I was at home and up on my Facebook feed comes this post that Lynn had just written for the LaGrange Daily News. And it was titled Things to Remember on a Sunday Morning Walk. And it turns out it was the piece that she had written for Easter and she had shared it with the LaGrange Daily News. And I just loved it so much. I thought it was so incredibly inspirational and I thought you would enjoy it as well. So it's my Easter gift to you. And the Easter gift that I gave myself was getting to connect with Lynn. And as you'll hear, she's such a gem. She's just a wonderful talent and such a beautiful person. I encourage you to check out her articles on the LaGrange Daily News. They are certain to be day brighteners. And she occasionally writes about plants and gardening, which is the case with her Easter story. So, without further ado, here's my new friend, Lynn Jindusa, and the wonderful story she wrote for her column this week. Happy Easter, everyone. Hello, is this Lynn? Hey, how are you? Good. This is Jennifer Ebling. I am so thrilled to get the chance to connect with you. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. My pleasure. I don't know how you found me. (laughs) Well, you know what? I curate gardening articles. So I'm regularly looking Mm -hmm. for, you know, different things that catch my eye in the world of gardening. And I stumbled on your Thanksgiving article, your post that you shared about your father and the Tennessee Waltz, which is one of my favorite songs. And I just read it and I'm like, I have to connect with this woman. I just was so Uh, taken with that. Thank you so much. It's been it's been so much fun to do this and I get to do it every week. And it's just it's just been a joy, I, it, just a joy. So, I, you know, I had a career as an interior designer for 43 years, and the Lord always said, you need to write, you need to write, you need to write. And the minute I quit my, I, the minute I decided I was going to retire I, is the minute I picked up the pen. And so I really never stopped working. <laughs> oh, my goodness. From one career to the next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that funny. is a great story. That is a great story. Jennifer, I didn't have a lot of choice. It was like, oh, my goodness. I, it was to the point to where I felt like somebody was uh, tapping me on the shoulder. This has been going on since I was 19. And the minute I, I quit working, it was as if you need to get up and write. 
Wow. And it was just that strong. It was that strong. And it was like, okay, I give up. I don't know what to do. And I, I finally, I said, do you want me to write? You're going to tell me what to write about. And he, <laughs> the, the first thing that popped in my head was the 1957 Mercury that my dad had. And the mm. first sentence I wrote was that sentence. Mm. It's just the oddest thing. But so it was just meant for me to do it. I just, it just, I'm just doing it late in life. Hope we get to live a long time because it sure is fun. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But what anyway, a gift. But I hope you don't mind the Southern accent. It never went away. I love it. I hope it's you can handle the Minnesota accent. Oh, I've got the Minnesota accent. I had some, had many clients from Minnesota, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. There We're you both go. right at home. We're ru- both right at home. <clears throat> right. We're right at home. We're good. We're good. Well, and you're in you're in Tennessee, yes? No, I'm in. I live in Georgia. Oh, you live in Georgia. I, I, we, yeah, I moved to Georgia when I was 15 years old. Um, my family's all from Tennessee, both sides of my family. My father took a job in a little town called Well, it's not a little town. It's about thirty thousand Lagrange, Georgia, and um, I wrote a story about Lagrange and sent it into the Lagrange paper. And they published it. And then after that, I became a regular columnist. And now I'm syndicated through another company out of Denver, Colorado, that we're, you know, we're doing a lot of senior articles, things that are, are more ages 50 and over. So it's, it's been, it's gone, this, this whole thing has gone really, really fast. And I am very appreciative of it. And I love to do it. And, you know, if you can inspire somebody or make someone feel better. And I think the news is needing something like that now. You know, so I just happened to fall right into the right place at the right time. Well, you certainly did. I'm always searching for good gardening articles and posts. And I have one category that's that I just call inspirational. And I Uh would put, you know, I would put your your posts in that category. The first one, as I said, I'd I'm definitely going to have you if you'd be willing to, I'd love to have you read that. And I will play that for the Thanksgiving episode this this year. I I love Yes, that, I love that one, too. That one was, you know, sometimes when you sit down and write, you just don't even know where where it comes from, you know. But that one was, was real special to me as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I that, would love to. That was awesome. I have to say, when I read that, I think I was humming the Tennessee Waltz for at least a couple of weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, that was so funny because this particular article about In the Garden um, was about a Thanksgiving that my father had died uh, just a few days before Thanksgiving. And he was to be buried in the family cemetery in a little town on the mountaintop of Monterey, Tennessee. And when we went up for his funeral, um, there were some friends of the family who are very musically inclined and very wonderful to our family. And the girls came out and said, Lynn, what would you like for us to play for your dad's service? And I had not even thought about it. I was giving the eulogy and I said, oh my goodness, the Tennessee Waltz. And they looked at me very funny. And I said, that's the only thing I can think of right now, the Tennessee Waltz. And they said, well, why the Tennessee Waltz? And I said, my dad loved, he was born and raised in Tennessee, and his family, my family goes 
generations back into Tennessee, helped settle the state of Tennessee when it first became a state. And when that song, he would whistle that tune all his life. And so I knew it had to be played. So they played that, and then they played another one. And I had not given them another song. I just couldn't think of one. And they started playing In the Garden, Mm -hmm. which was his mother's absolute favorite song. She would sit and play it on the organ and sing In the Garden for all of us. And my mother and I both just started crying the minute that happened. And we knew he was alive and well somewhere in the great beyond. Beautiful. Your your articles really resonate with people. Yes, they do. And what I have decided is I think the world is so torn apart and tired of political rhetoric and tired of the talk that goes on between all every faction in America that sometimes it's nice to pick up a paper and just read about everyday life and about what touches our hearts and what, what makes us cry and what makes us laugh and what makes us sing. And I think that's getting back to the basics. And um, I have had a lot of people say, you write about what we are thinking. And so that is that is what I want to do. And that is what I will continue to do. It's just something that I am compelled to do. And I feel like it's just what I'm supposed to be doing. I I can't agree more. Well, I have to say, I read your latest article. It came out on, let's see, it was the Friday before Easter, and this article was posted. And I immediately had the reaction I had when I reached out to you after Thanksgiving. And I said, Lynn, I would love for you to come and read this article because you find inspiration in the natural world. You find inspiration in nature, and it's kind of a muse to you. And this article is really all about that. You're a lot like me where, you know, things slip my mind. I get so busy. And then all of a sudden you recall one thing, and then you realize there's even something more to recall that you're, you know, that's just gotten buried in the day's activities. I know. And, you know, that particular morning when I took that walk, I promise you, Jennifer, I had no, because usually on, I start about Sunday and I'm going to, that my deadline is on Tuesday. So I usually am thinking, oh, what am I going to write about this week? And I'm going to write about this week. And so I, I just was at a loss and I've never had writer's block, but I've, I've heard of, I've heard horror stories, but, um, I was walking up the street and it was just so funny. And the way that fell into place, it was just, I'm going oh, this is hilarious. I mean, it was kind of funny. I, 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 I did. I even thought, like, God, if you think you're being funny, you, you really do need to hit me over the head sometimes. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> you just need, in other words, I'm very slow. <laughs> you need to hit me over the head. Oh, man. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> when you're running around in the crazy of your life, it can be really easy to forget the wonderful blessings that are all around us and some of the important milestones that are happening that we may not even be aware of. That is correct. And I think I think that is a problem we have in our world, and we all do it, is we get so busy we forget the, the, the pure joy of life and of nature and of, of what people have gone through to give us life. And so I think that if you just stop and just take a moment and just breathe, and think about it, you know, life becomes just a little bit more meaningful. Absolutely. 
Well, why don't I have you read this piece? I won't keep people in suspense okay. any longer. And before you before you start reading it, could you talk to us about the title? I know the title got changed by your editor when it when it actually went to press, but I loved your original title, and I was wondering if you could share that with us. Yes, uh, my original title was what I really wanted her to use, but she did not. But that's that's her prerogative to do that. The title of this story is. A Forgetful Daughter's Sunday Morning Walk. And of course, this piece, The Forgetful Daughter, is referring to yourself. You're referring to yourself. So it's a reflective essay, if you will, about this experience that you had walking on Palm Sunday. Yes, that is correct. And the dogwood tree, or the legend of the dogwood tree, factors heavily into the piece that you wrote. So just by way of introduction, the dogwood tree has beautiful white flowers and a very distinctive bark. It's a very popular ornamental tree, and it's often associated with Easter. In fact, it's become a symbol of Easter because of this legend of the dogwood tree. Could you introduce that legend to us, kind of give us an overview of it to help people become familiar with it before you read the piece that you wrote for your column? Well, there, there's a couple of different stories about the dogwood tree. There was one where before Jesus was crucified, the dogwood tree where he was, it was a type of tree that was a huge tree. And there were a lot of people that thought that they cut the tree to make his cross from that tree. And when he, after he died, the tree shrunk. But then it would bloom every year with a tiny little flower in the spring. And if you look at a dogwood blossom very closely, it forms a cross. And in each petal, there's four petals, and in each, in each corner, in each top of each petal, it dents in, and it looks like a reddish brown, and it almost looks like something has touched it. And in that little teeny section, it died, but it has a reddish brown stain. And then the center is a green, thorny-looking little tiny little round um, piece that's in the center of the dogwood blossom, and that is supposed to be be significant because it is his, um, his crown of thorns. So it's where his hands and feet and where he bled, and then the crown of thorns is in the center. A lot and of meaning. Pure white. And it's it pure has white. a lot of meaning. And, and, and I do believe that. It's almost like if you study the petals and you look at it, and when I said that, you know, it's supported by the, it, when the dogwood blossom drops off, which it does pretty quickly after it blooms, what is left is, is new growth of these gorgeous leaves. So it's, it is like death and then life and then renewal. And so it's, it, it's the tree tells the whole story. And the, and the whole legend of the tree really does tell the whole story. So I would urge people to look up the legend of the dogwood tree. Just go anywhere and you can find the whole story. Hmm. But it's very interesting because if you look at that blossom, you have no doubt. Oh, thank you for that, Lynn. Well, let's have you read your story. The one that the dogwood tree inspired. And it's called A Forgetful Daughter's Sunday Morning Walk. Last week was one of those weeks when Sunday went to Sunday in two days. I just don't know what happened. 
every day just seemed to be packed with get to do's done, don't forget memos, and got to get in those exercises. I took a quick trip to LaGrange, Georgia to meet with my sweet newspaper editor, Jennifer, and have lunch. Hurry, hurry, and hurry was the rule of the week. I did not even have time to run by the old house, call on friends, or buy shoes at Solomon's in my favorite town. Now that's bad. By Sunday morning, I was exhausted. I woke up, drank my coffee, and then decided to take a long walk. On many occasions when I take walks alone, I try to contemplate the subject and words for my next column. Often, I commune with God, say a prayer, and ask for inspiration. Those walks seem to clear my head and get me headed in a better direction. It was a beautiful Sunday morning. The sky was clear blue and seemed to be higher than normal. The streaks of clouds were mixed with vapor trails from the jets I could clearly see as the sun glinted off their shiny metal. The cool air was warming with each step, and I kept looking to make sure God was somewhere around to help me come up with an idea for a story. Then I approached the perfect dogwood tree, blooming and looming upward to the sky. It was full of blossoms that looked whiter than most. The tree stood proudly among the new greenery of oaks, pines, and maples. Where the other dogwoods were slowly losing a bit of their luster, this one was if it dared itself to even lose one petal. I couldn't help but walk toward it. I pulled one of the branches down to study the flowers. Yes, it does look like a cross with a crown of thorns in the middle. There is the blood of the Lord on each petal, which is so thin I can't believe this stays on a branch. I said to myself as I remembered the legend of the dogwood tree. Lynn, what is today? I heard a voice within my soul speaking as if I was not very smart. Huh? I thought. Then, as if the dogwood fell on my head, I remembered it was Palm Sunday. And no, I wasn't in church. And yes, you are right, I needed the dogwood to fall on my head. How could I forget it was Palm Sunday? As I contemplated this, I took the little flower in my hand, and I thought about the Lord's Week long ago that was filled with terror, heartache, abuse, injustice, betrayal, and ultimately, victory. By contrast, my week was just busy. In my busyness, I forgot that this was the beginning of Holy Week, a week that starts with praise for Jesus as he walks down a path on Sunday, and by Friday, he is walking down a road filled with people cheering for his crucifixion. I broke off a little twig with a dogwood flower from the tree and held it in my hand as I continued my long walk. The petals were so fragile and beautiful. I touched the stain of reddish-brown on each petal, and felt sadness as my finger passed over the thorny green in the middle of the blossom. I felt joy when I saw that the flower was supported by tiny new green leaves. The whole story of Holy Week is told in the little flower of the dogwood tree, life, death, and renewal. The Lord was a beautiful gift from God, and the cross, the petals form, is a wonderful reminder. As I continued my shameful walk, I again looked up to heaven. Father, 
I apologize for being so busy with my week that I forgot about yours. Please forgive me. With the little blossom still in my hand, I keenly noticed the radiant colors of the earth. The green canopy of trees gently swayed as if they were keeping a beat to a song I couldn't hear. Memories flooded my soul as I thought about past Easter's with grandparents, children, cousins, and my parents. Egg hunts, dinners, baskets, flowers, and church services consumed our day. Wait, my parents, I suddenly thought, what day is today? Not only was it Palm Sunday, but it was April 9th, my parents' anniversary. They were married after church services on an Easter Sunday in 1939. I am comforted that today they are together again beyond the blue sky. Wow, am I glad I went on this walk. I might have forgotten Christmas if I hadn't. Sometimes in life, when we get too busy or too forgetful because we are, we should take a walk with God. He will slow us down to look at the infinite sky, the radiant earth, and the blossoming dogwood tree. He will show us how we are so important to him that he took the time out of his week to lay down his life for us. He will also show us the road to redemption, forgiveness, and understanding because he simply loves us even when we sometimes do forget important things. He will even give us a gift when we least expect it, like a story to write. I wish all of you a happy Easter. Notice the dogwoods and have a nice walk. That was just Good. absolutely beautiful. I can't thank, thank you enough you for so that. Much. I think people will find thank that you. very, very inspirational. I hope so. I, I hope everybody goes out and walks a little bit. Yes, spend some time out in the wonderful world. Yes, and if you do, you know, when you do go outside and you just stop and you just look around, you really do get inspiration from just the beauty of being outdoors. You know, I talk to a lot of garden writers, and oftentimes when they're experiencing writer's block, it's a cue to them that they need to spend more time in their garden. Oh, I think so. I think, you know, you there is such a thing as cabin fever. <laughs> but I think when you go outside and you see the color, it's, it's not just being outside, it's the color and the beauty of everything, and especially this time of year, you know, when everything is just absolutely peaking and starting to bloom, and, and in the south, the trees are turning really a limey green, and you just get so many different colors. It's beautiful. Hey, I have to mention, too, our parents share that anniversary weekend, because my parents' anniversary is April 8th, and they just, oh, cele- yeah, and they just celebrated 50 years this year, so that was exciting. Oh, that's great. My parents got to celebrate 60 years together. So, and they, they were crazy in love the whole time. That's wonderful. Are you a gardener, Lynn? I try to be. My next door neighbor is the best gardener I know. And she will come next door and tell me, Lynn, you need to do this. You need to do that. I don't know what I would do without her. (laughs) Um, um, But I, (laughs) I, I am good with pots. No, that's my specialty. And the things that are hard to grow, like an orchid or a, um, a violet, I'm good. I'm really good at those. It's odd. I'm just, I don't have a green thumb. I wish I did, but I'm, I'm hoping I can cultivate one. Well, there you go. 
And you're celebrating Easter in Denver, I gather, because that's where we're talking. Yes, yes. My son is here in Denver. He lives out here, and we took a, a flight and came out here to be with him for Easter. It's the first time in a long time. My two girls are in Florida, so we just decided to come to Denver this time. Well, it's always nice to mix it up and spread the love around. Hey, uh, Lynn, I have to ask you, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Jendusa. Oh. Like it's got a J in it, but it's a G. It's okay. Jendusa. Jendusa. Okay. And it, uh-huh. It's, I mean, you know, Tennessee girl marries an Italian French boy. What can I say? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, love. Oh, the things we do for love. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's hilarious. But anyway. That's um, fantastic. Yes. So it's, it's Lynn Jendusa. Lynn Jendusa. Well, there Lynn, you thank you so very much. You have a wonderful Easter weekend. And I appreciate you sharing this with us. And I look forward to sharing your Thanksgiving article later oh, this year. Oh, I would love to do it. Anytime you see one that you like for me to, to record, I'll be glad to. So just stay tuned. All right. That sounds great. Thank you so much, okay. Lynn. And if people are interested in finding your articles or following you, how can they do that? How can they read your column? You can go to the LagrangeDailyNews.com. And I am there every Thursday afternoon, and it's under Lynn Jandusa, and I cover about, they give me a good half a page, and then they post it online under the LaGrange Daily News. All right. That sounds wonderful. And if people want to get a hold of you personally, they can reach you at your email address at LWJandusa, and it's spelled G-E-N-D-U-S-A at bellsouth.net. That is correct. And and I'd love to hear from them. That would be awesome. That's great. And we'll put links to that in the show notes, all of your contact information in the show notes for this episode as well. So Okay, that's great. So just stay in touch. Stay in touch. Uh, don't you have a surgery coming up? I do. I'm having rotator cuff surgery on Wednesday. Oh, bless your heart. I know. So I'm going to be a little uh, laid up for uh, about six weeks, I hear. And then, oh, uh, and then hopefully on the road to recovery after that. So yeah, well, I think once you get through that one, that one's a pretty you know you're gonna like it a whole lot better. I've had several people, full clients, people I know have had it done, and once you get through it, you're you're done. You're in yep. good shape. That's right. Yep. So yeah, that's a good thing. That's right. Yep. So we'll get it behind me, and and then we'll move on, and hopefully I'll have a the re- the last half of my life will be with a good shoulder. So. There you go. There you go. Well, y'all have a great Easter, and uh, I wish you luck on your surgery this week. Thank you so much, Lynn. You have a happy Easter as well. Thank you, dear. All right. We'll stay in touch. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for the show. I want to thank Lynn Jindusa for being my guest for this Easter special edition of Still Growing. I hope you all enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed my chat with Lynn and getting to know her better. I want to always thank my team at Podfly Productions, David Myers, my editor, Ein Kadena, my show notes writer and copywriter, and David Gregerson, my project manager. I also want to thank the lovely people on my listener advisory board, Beth Engel, 
Denise Pugh, Denise Gardens in North Mississippi and is a contributing writer to Mississippi Gardener Magazine, Amy Von Atchen, Patricia Chandler Newport. She's the owner of Backyard Urban Gardens out of Kego Harbor, Michigan, Deb Gibson, and Peggy Ann Montgomery. Peggy Ann was a guest on episode 553, and she's the brand manager at American Beauty's Native Plants. Just a reminder, I will have links to Lynn Gendusa's column at the LaGrange Daily News on the show notes for this episode over on my blog at sixfootmama.com. That's the number six, F-T-M-A-M-A.com. And you can just go over there and click on podcast and the show notes for this episode will pop right up. Happy Easter, everyone. Still Growing with Jennifer Ebling is a sixfootmama.com production made in lovely Maple Grove, Minnesota. Still Growing is a weekly gardening podcast dedicated to helping you and your garden grow.